What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins, joined as always by David Lake. Another instant uh, recap edition of the podcast. Miami finally picks up a, a win. 1-0, a 63-0 blowout of Bethune-Cookman. This was kind of expected, uh, but the Hurricanes racked up over 500 yards of offense. I think they limited Bethune to just two first downs until that final drive. David, your initial thoughts after sitting through what turned out to be a pretty long game. I thought that one was a long one. Yeah, I mean, you know, getting a win is is always good, so it's good they, they got that W. Uh, just some of the quick things that stood out to me, I guess. Obviously, DJ Dallas running for 108. He's kind of been near the 100-yard mark in every single game, which is obviously good, shows the consistency. Um, you know, three touchdowns, that's big time. Uh, receiver-wise, obviously, Mark Pope stands out. Um, we saw his speed, saw his playmaking ability, and, you know, going into this game, we mentioned him as a guy. They need to get involved. We need They need to get that confidence up with Mark because he can be a playmaker, and we saw it today. Now, obviously, he had some sort of foot or leg injury situation in the second half. Uh, Manny Diaz, after the game, said he wasn't sure on the severity of that injury, so we'll see. Got to hope for the best there. But uh, anyways, if, if the injury isn't serious then it was mission accomplished this game for Mark Pope. I think, too, you need to mention uh, K.J. Osborne once again making a tough touchdown catch right before halftime. To me, that was a really good sequence in the game for the Hurricanes when they scored with just under a minute left before halftime. Then Trajan Bandy forces a fumble that Robert Knowles picks up, and then Miami put their foot on the gas on offense and two play scoring drive with three seconds left in right before halftime. So, and that 22 yard pass from Jaron Williams was very nice. It was on a rope. Uh, Manny Diaz said it was kind of late to be honest, but it worked out. It was fine. And KJ made a difficult catch in traffic, which he's proving to be that guy. They needed that guy, and KJ's being the tough catch guy. I think defensively, you know. I want to highlight, I guess, uh, I thought Sam Brooks looked good. I mean, he mainly played, he's a freshman linebacker, led the team in tackles. He mainly played uh, in the second half when the game was out of hand, but I thought he looked fast. I thought he showed some decent instincts there for a young linebacker, so that was good to see. Um, And yeah, you know, I think we saw a bigger rotation on the defensive line in general, which is good. Saw more Greg Rousseau. Saw more Chigozi, saw more uh, Trevon Hill. And so, yeah, I think overall, I mean, look, this this game was always going to be a win. Uh, And we mentioned, you know, style points do matter in this game. And, you know, maybe the expectations are always going to be unfair for the first quarter of games like this. Miami didn't score on their first drive of the game, but they did score on the second drive. DJ Dallas could pretty much get any rushing yards he wanted on the night and overall I think it was a solid performance a confidence boosting type game for the Hurricanes and you know I think it it was overall a good game for for Miami all right a couple things here 
Number one, I was right down on the field shooting photos uh, when Mark Pope went down with that injury. I actually have a photo of it. I don't, I don't think it's that serious of an injury from what my image shows. It looks like his foot just kind of got bent backwards in a weird way. I mean, I don't know if it's an ankle. Uh, I think it probably isn't a ligament. It was just, it seemed like it got rolled up the wrong way. So we'll see there. You mentioned Sam Brooks. Um, he, like Mark Pope, was a guy we said we want to see a lot of him. And it took a while for them to really, uh, I don't know, take off the training wheels and put him out there. I mean, I don't think he came in until like the third yeah. quarter, which was kind of disappointing. But he moved fast. I mean, at the end of the day, if you stand down on the sidelines, like Bethune Cookman doesn't look like an FBS team. It's like pretty obvious that they're an FCS school, um, you know, not with a huge budget. Uh, so uh, take everything with a grain of salt with what you saw. But I thought he played fast. I thought he made a few hits. I thought it was real encouraging to see what we saw out of him. And I think he's a guy that they need to play more in this season. Uh, one thing we got to talk about the field goals. What are they going to do with Bubba Baxa? I mean, I think he missed a 37 yard field goal. Uh, and like Manny goes into his press conference and says, well, he made all his like, extra points. It's like, dude, I mean, what is going on? This is, this is an issue. Like it's now it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. And it, they left points on the table the first two weeks. Like, how do you trust this kicker going forward? Yeah, I mean, it is clearly an issue, and on it's clearly mental, too. And and Manny, after the game, he's obviously protecting his guy. I think Manny understands it is a mental issue. And, you know, with kicking, that's a huge part of the deal with that position. It's all mental. So, you know, look, it's just something that, honestly, Miami's going to have to fight its way through because I don't think there's a walk-on option with this team. And, you know, look... Honestly, my once these Power 5 games start popping up again on the schedule, these games are going to be tight. So that kicking game is going to be important. I think you saw too, though, like after that miss, uh, Manny and the Miami offense were going for more fourth downs. Now, it didn't always work. That was one of the disappointing things from this, from this game is the fourth and ones or fourth and shorts that didn't get converted into touchdowns and this game could have even been more of a blowout but yeah I mean the kicking game is an issue and it's going to be an issue the whole year I think to be honest I mean it's I don't want to say it but this is like Zach Fiegel's last year like I'm now starting to think hey are they going to go try to find maybe a junior college kid or a uh uh, a grad transfer because it's getting to the point now where it's boiling over and it's not like we can just hide this. If it's mental, you don't have it, then then what? I mean, you it, it, it's a Division One program. Uh, another person I wanted to bring up who I was surprised, Larry Hodges. First two career catches are both touchdowns. Threw up the the peace sign or the deuce after he scored that second one. Um, I'm honestly shocked. I think I told you before we got in the, uh, walking out of the press box, I was like, if we had a, a, a prop bet or odds on which Miami freshman would score a, a touchdown first, I think he would have been like way down the list. Uh, what do you think of him just kind of doing what he did? Yeah, he's intriguing to me because his skill set, his his type of tight end that he, that he can be, He can be a versatile guy that can be kind of a weapon in those short area situations or in the red zone because, I mean, we've seen them use him at fullback against North Carolina. He can also line up at H-back. He he can also line up on the line. So to me, that's a weapon. Uh, He has, you know, 
after seeing him from high school, the high school days, he does have good short area quickness, so he can get open quickly. Um, and yeah, you know, I think I think the tight ends are definitely going to be used in this offense, particularly in the red zone. And we saw that with Larry. One guy who I I want you to talk about, Andrew. You you kind of got tipped off that Robert Knowles was going to start going into this game. He started. He played well, I thought, too. Uh, this is the second game in a row now where he plays well, got the turnover. Uh, what were your thoughts on Robert? I mean, I don't want this to be, like, weird, but, like, I was kind of, like, happy for him when he put on, like, the turnover chain when he did. I was like, all right, I know this guy has gotten so much crap from everyone pretty much. I mean, I mean, you could are right there. I mean, it's not like we're not part of that that, that club. And just for him to actually get his second career start and make some plays I just thought it was a cool moment I guess when you're kind of like around the program and you just see that kind of happen and you know that the the staff's so excited but I think what he does is he brings some like leadership on that back end of that defense or like he 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 doesn't seem to be out of out of place a lot of times and I think that's kind of the issue with Gervin Hall and Amari Carter those guys kind of make miss misread and yeah Knowles might not be the most athletic of the of that trio but the the coaches seem to like uh, they can trust him so I I was impressed with him um I think they're probably going to play him a lot more moving forward like this might have been a little trial run and so be it I mean this is what this is what they think they need in the back end of that defense and uh, I mean I think the past six quarters of football Miami's played, I mean, they really haven't given up many deep passes. Now, I don't think Bethune-Cookman was ever going to challenge them, but in the second half of that North Carolina game, they weren't really uh, exposed as much. Um, Just some other things. You mentioned it, uh, and I I guess we just already talked about Lou Headley had some some good punts. Like, that, that should be an encouraging note moving forward, just given the, like you said, I think a lot of these ACC games are going to be pretty tight when we get to them. Yeah, Lou Headley, I think in the first quarter, it was definitely first half, maybe both punts were in the first quarter, but pinned them in the, within the 10-yard line. One of them was down to the one-yard line, so that was good. And obviously, I mean, that was a tough situation for Bethune, and Miami got the ball right back at, with great field position for the offense. I think another guy who deserves a shout-out is Mike Harley. Got his first touchdown of his Miami career as a junior uh, it was a 33-yarder, I think, catch and run. 32, 32. 32. He also had the hurdle. He had an attempted hurdle. And, you know, look, he's he's a guy you root for, to be honest, if you're around the program. He's a good dude, works hard. Um, you know, good to see the catch and run because, honestly, that's going to have to be his contribution. He's going to have to be a guy who uh, picks up yards after the catch. So that was good to see. Final thing, I guess some – newsy items i mean we talked we talked about the the mark pope injury um lorenzo lingard not on the sidelines uh i think me and you were the first to kind of point that out and and put that out there i mean everyone kind of realized in the second half when there was garbage time and he wasn't getting carries manny diaz said he was injured in practice um my question is if he was injured in practice why wasn't he on the sidelines pretty much everyone else associated the team was on the sidelines uh the other newsy nugget um, it's something we also kind of got tipped off about. Avery Huff and Cameron Williams both won't play this season. Uh, they are taking an academic red shirt, which means that this is just basically the red shirt year. Uh, they came up a little short in requirements. This is a new rule by the NCA that allows these guys still to be a part of your 85. They still work out. Um, so, still practice. Yeah, still practice. Just, I guess, not what you think about that. I mean, I, I guess, first off, 
what do you think about this Lingard thing? I mean, it's, this is it's just weird to me. It's disappointing. I mean, I'll take Manny at his word that, that he was injured this week and wasn't able to be at the game. Um, but I, I feel... I feel bad for Lorenzo, to be honest, because I think this was a game he would have had circled as a game that he could get on the field and show what he could do after his whole injury situation dating back to last year. So, you know, hopefully it is a minor thing. Hopefully he can uh, rebound from whatever it is that kept him out of the stadium uh, against Bethune. And, you know, he should get a an opportunity against Central Michigan as well, to be honest. And then, yeah, Avery Huff, Cam Williams, you know, to be honest, it's it's sucks. It, it sucks that they can't get some reps with the new redshirt rule that would allow them to play within four games and still retain a redshirt. But on the flip side, it was big that Miami was able to get them in the program. They didn't prep. Yeah, and they didn't prep somewhere or go to the junior college route um well i think that's going to do it uh apologize guys if the audio wasn't great again we're just doing this in a car not in the regular uh studio um make sure you stay locked to inside the u uh miami.247sports.com we'll have full game coverage and recaps moving forward and we'll get you guys ready for central michigan Later.